0: Virgin High, Christy, played by Tracy Dolly, is punished by her parents for coming home from a date past midnight with some missing clothes. She's sent to live at a Catholic boarding school. Meanwhile, her boyfriend Jerry, played by Richard Gabay, is determined to find a way to sneak into the all-girls school with his two-guy friends. Screenplay by Jeff Neal, directed by Richard Goodbye, and released on January 23, 1991. I'll just assume that you haven't seen this movie before.
1: No, I haven't.
0: The reason we picked it, we're starting a whole month of USA Up All Night movies. Movies that were featured on that program. And this was on it uh, four or five times, something like that, starting in 1993. So, depending on how often we watched it, it could have been. This did not ring any bells for me.
1: No, it, it premiered on USA Up All Night. June 4th, 1993. So
0: I had like a good two and a half years of direct-to-video window. It, it's, as far as I know, it had to have been direct-to-video. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no way it was theatrical. Uh, yep. <laughs> and slightly too raunchy for TV, aside from the USA all night. Yeah. Which I'm sure was edited in just a couple minor spots. For a sex comedy... R-rated sex comedy. This is relatively tame. I think.
1: Yeah, it's not like... I felt like Meatballs is more of like...
0: <laughs> I mean, Meatballs is like PG something, isn't it? I don't think that's even R-rated. Wasn't
1: there like, in the beginning... I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, but yeah, I remember it being time. like like a sex comedy... Yeah, they're like boys looking at girls, and it. I, yeah, think but I, any, I don't think
0: there's any nudity, but I could be wrong because it has been a long time since. Like we any,
1: like, quote raunchy comedy from yeah, the eighties. Like summer
0: camp based, whatever. Yeah, it was always like, like. Or something. Is yeah, clearly
1: it's always more like boys looking through a hole in a wall in the girls' locker room. That's like every. Movie, But, I mean, this isn't that. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I mean, you think it's going to be that, but it's not that. I guess there is that one scene where Jerry is...
1: Like, looking through the looking window. Looking through the window. <laughs> I think he's just trying to blackmail the one girl.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, it, it's a weird plot point. I don't know how... The plot is, itself is, is kind of all over the place and doesn't make a whole lot of sense, to be honest.
1: I mean, it, it did give me... A little bit of rock and roll high school forever vibes. Oh yeah. But rock and roll
0: high school forever is coherent. Yeah. I mean <laughs> this I, is not. <laughs>
1: I like rock and roll high school forever better than oh, this. By far. By, that's that's like by silly far. and over the top. This kind of like tried to be serious. But uh, don't know about
0: that i think it just tried to be slightly more adult like this is almost like mature
1: yeah this is like showing like random nudity
0: because they're talking about sex all the time and they have a couple of nude scenes yeah it's like baby's first sex comedy i guess so you know because it's A lot of the stuff, a lot of the jokes and the comedy in this, it's potty humor. It's very juvenile.
1: Yeah, it's very 12-year-old. I mean, I feel like a 12-year-old person could have wrote wrote this. Yes. Or did. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, or or, (laughs) or he did when
0: he was 12. I don't know. I don't even fully know if Jeff Neal is a real person. To be honest with you the only other credit to their name uh the only other credits are also by richard goodbye i'm assuming i'm pronouncing his last name right i could be wrong about that Uh, hot under the collar which is the pseudo sequel to this movie and then also a few shorts called the voyeur which is again just like sex oriented stuff he may not be a real person it could be an alias is what I'm trying to say that nobody knows. Um, It's it's very juvenile, and it has a lot of attempts to sound cool. I also get a very, you know, like how do you do fellow kids vibe from some of the, the dialogue in there where they just try to interject a whole bunch of slang that doesn't totally fit the scene or circumstances, or they're just trying to create catchphrases or, you know, words that just, Aren't realistic. They weren't used by people in the early '90s.
1: Yeah, it was very. Uh, this, you know, this also reminded me of Earth, Earth Angel. Earth Angel. Sure. Yes, sure. I almost said Sweet Angel for some... It, it reminded me of Earth Angel a little bit. I guess mainly because it's always like. I mean, you do older have... people playing high school. Ki- I mean, that's just an '80s '90s thing
0: yeah I mean also people look older to us in general but you do have Linnea Quigley in here as Kathleen like the senior head girl in the school yeah, and she was 33 at the time that this was made pretending to be a high school senior yeah so I mean she had been around forever she had been making movies for like 15 something years before this came out uh, so there's no way she was actually high school age they just brought her in because of name recognition yeah you know b-movie scream queen she was um it's it's really it's an interesting thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I wrote down like halfway through i'm like i don't know what the real plot is supposed to be i guess it's to try to sneak into the school but it just scenes bounce from thing to thing here and there and once they get into the school, they finally do break into the school, which isn't a big thing. They just jump the fucking fence at nighttime, and then, voila, they're there. Good job. Yeah, that right? whole
1: scene where he's pretending to be a priest just to see his girlfriend. He didn't even have to do that. No. But, I mean, I don't... Okay, so I guess we'll just fast... I don't know. Fast forward to the end. The movie
0: goes all over the place. We can, too.
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he, okay, it's, well, the beginning already, like, (laughs) I know all of these movies are going to be problematic. I know all of them are. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, trigger warning, but it's like the beginning, she's asleep in the car, and he's just, like, looking at her shirt and starts unbuttoning her shirt while she's sleeping.
0: So like a make out point type of a scenario where they're alone in the she's car. Sleep- she's all, it, it's late at night.
1: Yeah, she's and
0: for some reason she's asleep.
1: That's how it starts. She all you see you don't even know their names yet. You just see a girl sleeping in the car and the guy looking at her sleeping and then he's like, Okay, I'm just gonna like open her blouse.
0: hmm. Yeah, it, it just starts to take advantage and unbutton her while well. A synthesized version of you know 2001 space odyssey is playing in the background
1: yeah this the slow motion things confused me because that part where she's like no she says yeah, no Yeah, she wakes
0: up and he's like i said no but it's all in slow motion audio and visual
1: that was like why though
0: i think it's because it's so yeah, in 2001, you have the big revelation scene, and that's the music that they're playing is, you know, yeah. that the iconic song, and that scene has slow motion. That's the only thing I can really think of. So it's he's just referencing
1: that. hmm I just but thought that was a weird... it doesn't mimic the
0: visuals of 2001 in any way. There's no, like, monolith or anything like that. There's no, like, bone thrown into the air or, you know, similar thing here. It's just really weird... Um, but
1: that's, like, one of the f- so yeah, it few times with... that slow motion... There's only, like... Well, the beginning scene, slow motion is used, and then it's not used at all.
0: For a long time. I think there's, like, a couple small sequences. I just thought it was I forget
1: weird. Where. The second time is not when she does come home late at night. Oh, and her yeah. her parents are, like why are you home late? And she's like, well, I didn't, you know, they lost track of time, blah de blah
0: Yeah, Richard is basically playing a a prank to try to get into her pants by yeah. breaking his watch on purpose so that every time she asks what time it is, it's 9.30, which is before her curfew. But because it's always 9.30, she eventually catches on. It's like, oh, wait, it's after midnight. I need to get home because I was supposed to be home by 10. So, I don't know. Why he thought that would be advantageous to him is whatever, but... So, yeah, that's why she returns home late. She's never... She isn't actually doing anything inappropriate.
1: Yeah, she wasn't, but, I mean, he... While he was unbuttoning her shirt, obviously two buttons break off, so she's got, like, you know, two holes in her front shirt, and yeah, I guess and, she's, and like... snapped the bra as well. And it snapped like, her bra like, in the front. Broke it. Yeah, and so when she comes home, she's kind of like holding her shirt together, Mm -hmm. and that's when her parents are like, why are you home after midnight, and yada yada, and she's like, she makes up, you know, I lost track of time, whatever, and they're like, okay, what were you doing out so late anyways, and then all of a sudden, like... Her boobs get just dis- like Yeah, exposed. she makes like a, you know, an she exasperation, makes like a
0: comp- exasperated motion. It's like, I tr- I don't know, like, I, not my fault. I wasn't trying to yeah, do it. Yeah, she
1: like, like spreads her arms out and like she forgot that her shirt was, like the buttons were broken. And then So her, her boobs were fleshed out to her parents. And that was like a weird slow motion scene. Where her mom, like, slowly covers the dad's eyes. And then that's when he's like, that's it, you're going to Catholic school. And then it goes into the credits.
0: Yeah. There's a couple more things I want to mention with okay. that whole thing. One is, like, before even getting to the parents, it's just such a weird dynamic that they set up right off of the bat. Obviously, you have, like, the Me Too moment at the very beginning. Uh, but also... He's like, well, it's been three dates, how long do I have to wait type of attitude. Yeah. And, and then he's like, she's talking about how shitty of a person he is and how he's racked up tons of money on her dad's credit card already, even though it's been three dates. Somehow he was able to get access plus, to his credit he's card like and this, use it
1: to this level. Yeah, plus he's this quote-unquote nerdy guy and she's the quote-unquote hot girl. I, guess. I
0: mean, he thinks he's a Lothario. He thinks yeah, he's, but he's uh, his quote, "Wizard of Studliness," right? So he, he's he's bragging to his friends about how amazing he is. Yeah, he's kind of, of like, yeah, women, kind of like Anthony Michael Hall,
1: of, in like the leader yeah. of the nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's
0: definitely a, he's definitely that type. Like in
1: sixteen candles. Uh,
0: and visually, he looks like a budget Steve Guttenberg. So he has that kind of thing going Or also sort of like the guy from Pieces If anyone out there has seen Pieces He's kind of like the lead guy in, in that Visually as well um, Who also supposedly got lots of women In that movie in Pieces But yeah, Jerry is focused On Christy because that seems to be His best chance even though it's been Three dates and she really doesn't like him all that much uh, And he is The reason that she has to go to the Catholic school So boyfriend is A loose term
1: yeah, even though that's what, like, is in the plot, I guess.
0: It's, it's yeah, it's or really just, just the like... best, I don't know, <laughs> acquaintance that wants to fuck her. Like, you know, like, there's no good...
1: Like, the guy she was dating a few times. Yeah, ex-boyfriend.
0: Because I don't know if they ever officially broke up or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, it, but. Yeah.
1: So, she goes to an all-girls Catholic school, which is like a boarding school. So, she's there. You know, she lives there. Yeah. And that's when he just tries to find a way to break in to get her.
0: Well, he needs to do it with somebody. And she she's is the, the one only who person that talk to him. Yeah. And so, of course, he has to break into this all-girls school so that he has a chance to see some boobs and, and you know, yeah. and then, some stuff.
1: Well, and then this is where, like, fast forward to the end. So, the father is like, I'm going to take you to this Catholic... It's a local one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you to this Catholic school and to so she can become like a quote good girl or just be you know
0: yeah learn decorum and manners and, yeah you know, to be like, be like this premium the, the uh, not privilege uh, influence of sex drugs and rock and roll and all
1: that kind of yeah stuff. exactly and he's like and if that doesn't work i'm gonna take you to another boarding school that's in greenland right and like spoiler alert that's what he does to her at the end. She goes to Greenland, and then we have, um, (laughs) whatever his name, Richard, (laughs) goodbye, or
0: Jerry. Jerry Kaminsky is the character.
1: Jerry Kaminsky, um, saying how he's gotta find a way to go to Greenland now.
0: Yeah. He doesn't. (laughs) At least not in the sequel. That also involves him dressing up as a priest and sneaking into a...
1: Is he reprising it, his role as Father Goose, G-U-U-S? I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know. I don't know
0: if he uses that same
1: alias. But, <laughs> I, I think uh, that would be funny if he did.
0: But the actual character name is also Jerry Kaminsky. It's basically... It's a very loose sequel from what I understand in that it shares some characters, you know, Theo and... Uh, his two friends are both there okay um but and and some of the other characters are in there burt ward is also returning in that one but he now plays the pope instead of mr murphy okay and uh, there's a couple other people who are in there that whatever so the same basic premise tracy dolly does not return as a different girl playing the girlfriend and it's I think they assume... I don't know, whatever. I didn't look into it that much other than it exists. Hot Under the Collar is another movie that existed in 1992. So not part of our podcast. Uh, Yeah. By the way, Burt Ward, I think, is probably... I think he's the best actor in this movie. Um, Actually, Richard Goodbye is, is not bad as an actor compared to some of the other people that are in this movie, but... Burt Ward is the father. Dick Murphy, I think, is probably the best performance. And I think he's, you know, this is around the time when he's starting to allow himself to play around with his persona and go against the grain of, you know, his Batman history. So yeah, Burt Ward to, was like, Robin. Yeah, silly stuff. Yeah. He it's was Robin in, in, in the, the 1960s uh, Batman series and also did it again in New Adventures of Batman in 1977. So he started to do more of these B-movies, and, and probably because that's all he could get for a while, but I don't know. Um, and he's clearly willing to play around with it, because when that opening shot of the boobies happens with his daughter, he's like, holy handfuls! And, you know, kind of playing off of the whole
1: yeah Robin thing, he doesn't where say... he always says, holy something. He doesn't use swear words like he's like what in the sam hill like instead of saying what in the hell he's saying you know what in the sam hill is going on yeah they're
0: they're supposed to be very repressed uh, catholic people yes but the holy handfuls is also kind of like an allusion to robin where every episode he would say holy something batman like 30 different times so He has, I don't know, <laughs> and, and his wife is a secret dominatrix. So once the Christie goes away to college, or not college, Sh- yeah, goes like, to the boarding school, the mom is now all of a sudden like in full dominatrix gear, and um, yeah, because you see Mr. her like Murphy in a, it. yeah
1: a very matronly dress in the beginning, and she's kind of like a quiet woman, and then when they send their daughter to school she's she's like in the bathroom like the first night that her daughter is out she's in the bathroom like getting ready in her her tricks gear and she's like you know what i'm pretty i'm glad that she's yeah,
0: like there's some benefits to this yeah
1: and she comes out with two whips mm-hmm. and scares dick murphy but i mean near the end they're both you know all over each other i guess i mean yeah he doesn't like
0: the dominatrix stuff but he's cool with whatever else is happening yeah
1: and this dance that is at their daughter's school at Christie's school they are invited and somehow like their clothes get ripped off
0: they get ripped off from the whipped cream bomb
1: Yes, and underneath that, you see the mom's Dominic Tricks, or like their dress and suit and tie or whatever. The mom's wearing like this Dominic Tricks gear, and then he's got a t shirt that says Sex Cowboy mm-hmm. and like big and so then boxers. They're exposed as like, is like hypocrites,
0: which isn't really yeah
1: completely true because
0: I mean, they are married, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like-
1: so, it's like... Yeah, their concern is with, like, like pre
0: sex of teenagers, but, you know... They, I mean, they're they married. They marital. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, everyone looks at them like, oh, you heathens. hmm But that's just making... I don't know. Of, I don't know. Just making fun of, like, the Catholic faith, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it's, like, all these judgmental people.
0: Yes, it's basically saying, yes, there's these judgmental people who behind closed doors are probably worse than anything you're doing worse in in air quotes there um it's a really weird ending to the movie it's probably i don't know
1: like her dominate the mom's dominatrix stuff reminded me of the principal in rock and roll high school forever you know with her dominatrix parts
0: Yeah, where she removed the hook and used the whip She was using a
1: whip, and then she would would just, like, bring in random men into her office.
0: There, I don't know, it's it's such a weird thing, because there's a lot of allusions to sex in the sex comedy, but it doesn't really go that far in showing a whole lot of stuff. I, I don't know, like, I assumed for a movie like this that's r-rated that is very much written in a pervy teenage boy point of view that you would have a lot more gratuitous nudity than what we got especially considering some of the characters that we have in here like the dominatrix mother or for whatever reason they have miss bush as the substitute teacher coming in to dress like a slutty nurse teaching sex ed to the guys in their kit, you know in the, in the yeah she doesn't like
1: do anything further she's like i'm gonna teach you sex ed and, and she's then like just... end
0: scene before she even says anything really
1: yeah anything sexual like she could have i know she's wearing like this sexy nurse outfit and she like her cleavage is showing and all the guys are trying to look at it it's it's but that's about it
0: I know it's like it's obviously a way to wedge in another cameo for
1: someone who would be known in this
0: scene yeah miss bush is played by michelle bauer who probably a lot of people know i'm not very familiar with her but she'd been around since the 80s as well in these types of movies and you know done like penthouse things as well Um, we can talk about her more because she's in three other 1991 movies Mrs. Lambert Remembers Love, Camp Fear, and Puppet Master 3. She's in all of those. So I think it's a way to kind of wedge in that cameo. But, you know, it was such a short, pointless thing. It it, It was like, I don't know, slightly erotic. but Yeah, nothing happened. And and again, it's, it's this weird thing where they spent all this time trying to get into this girl's school and you have this scene where like the girls are having like a pillow fight or something for a second but i mean nothing raunchy happens you know there's like this conversation where Chrissy's, like out of the blue says hey do you guys ever get horny and then <laughs> they just like talk about like orgasms for like a tiny bit
1: it <laughs> just made me laugh cuz <laughs> yeah, it's, cause it's Cause out it comes nowhere Mo- yeah like they're just sitting around brushing their hair or whatever and that's, and she's like hey have you guys ever considered do you guys ever get this? Horny? <laughs> Yeah.
0: And one of the other, I don't know. One of one of the other students in that dorm, Teresa, I think it is I the good
1: girl, her. or yeah, just, yeah.
0: I think yeah, I think Teresa's the good girl. She's like, no, I've never thought, ta- you know, I never thought about anything like that. Like I'm saving myself or whatever, and blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, and that's when. Her- Christy and I don't even know the other girl's name. I forget. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> write it down because you didn't have any other screen
0: credits besides this, so I didn't write down her. her
1: okay. Name yeah. Because, I mean, there are random girls throughout this high school, and yeah, it's mostly, but primarily it's
0: like four students in the entire school. Yeah, and it's mostly <laughs> Le
1: Leanna Quigley. Is it Linnea or?
0: I I, yeah, I think it's Linnea Quigley. Linnea. No. Okay.
1: Yeah. Linnea Quigley as she's the mean girl.
0: Mm-hmm. and then a couple of the sisters like the the headmaster slash principal who is sister felicia
1: yeah but they're by
0: catherine grace and then there's like another secondary one which you know who's more? she was
1: always yes there's sister felicia and then sister ramona yeah. and sister ramona was the younger one yeah and she always walked around the halls with a huge candelabra and I was like, why <laughs> to punish people I guess But I don't know why she also had a
0: ruler the whole time during the dance. but she didn't do any
1: people. punishing.
0: I know. There's a lot of allusions to things happening and then nothing happens. Like let's talk about when they finally break into the the, the room the three guys they break into the room. And the girls are playing Monopoly, and so they're like, "Okay, well, I guess we could play Strip Monopoly, or regular Monopoly, I guess." And then end scene, like they finally get into the place, and then nothing is shown. They don't have any interaction. They don't
1: go past that.
0: No, we don't get to see. Like, what about letting loose Teresa? What about like unleashing the sexual desires of these pent up girls, which is I would have assumed is the whole point of going into this thing that they call Virgin High right?
1: Yeah.
0: And none of that happens. So the only the only thing you get in terms of that is you have Linnea Quigley um, having a couple sex scenes with the security guard, Derek. And then you have the opening shot with the girls, uh, with, with Christy. Yeah. That, that's about it. I mean, you also have a car wash scene where nothing salacious happens either.
1: Yeah, they're just wearing bikinis, and obviously you see older men ogling them.
0: But it's nothing...
1: But it's not like other movies that do, like, sexy car washes, where you see, like, the water cascading down, like... Cleavage or yeah. anything like that, or wet t-shirt or, contest. so a nip popped out. Like right, nothing, yeah. I mean, like not side. like yeah. I wish to see that, but like I don't know.
0: <laughs> but the but, people who are watching this movie yeah. at the time, the target audience, like would you're
1: going watch to it. think, oh, that's gonna happen, yeah. but it doesn't. It
0: does not. It's...
1: And the only person that does get like really wet is Linnea, but she's the one that's like, if you, she's like, and she's like the one not in a bikini. Right, and she's like, if you guys spill any drop on me, I'm going to be pissed, and that's when they, like, throw a bucket on her, and she gets pissed off, and she's mostly just, you know, mad at Christy, because... Yeah, she blames
0: everything on Christy, whether it's warranted or not, and there's no great reason for it. There's no great reason for most of this stuff
1: that happens. But I will say, like, so, between the... The sex scenes between Linnea Quigley and the bar- bodyguard guy, it made me laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like... I don't know. It made me laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, she's like... She's She's just using him, obviously.
0: And also, like, our introduction to it is that she's faking an orgasm anytime he, like, looks her way. Yeah, every
1: time he looks up at her, she's like... But the faces and, she makes is cracking me yeah, up. Yeah,
0: she's, like, going overboard, and then, like, as soon as his gaze goes away... She's then just she's filing like her nails, nails stuff, yeah, so. which,
1: I mean, that's funny to me. Yeah. I a, like that. It's
0: a good gag. So, yeah, I don't know. It, I just wish that there was more stuff like that. I don't know. Like, it, this is supposed to be a sex comedy, right? Like so. Like, it's
1: kind of just like making fun of sex comedies. Maybe. Like, they're just I, not I feel very... like that's giving it too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because Lynnae is... I think she's just like... I mean, the director is also the writer and the star, but is he just like... Not technically
0: yeah. the writer. Uncredited uh, oh, as a writer, okay. but Jeff Neal wrote it. If Jeff Neal is a person,
1: okay. Well, okay. Well, he directed and starring in it, and mm-hmm. he's probably telling her like, "Oh."
0: And he did all the music.
1: I mean, I I will say I like all the music. I well okay. Not the sc- not, not the score. score.
0: Yeah, the the score is weird. It sounds like a bad PC computer game soundtrack.
1: Yeah, in the beginning it was It's unsettling. Like
0: Major Suit Larry weird computer noise soundtrack.
1: But there are stuff. a few songs. There's like two or three songs. Because at the end of the dance they have a band.
0: Mm-hmm. Called The Checks, which is yeah. his band. I don't know if it's a real band or not, but all of the credits say that the music and lyrics are by Richard.
1: Yeah, but... I liked the songs.
0: I did too. Yeah, and like the opening song over the credits, the "Why'd You Have to Go," that's that was a good song. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. He's good
1: at writing songs and music. Yeah,
0: it's it's fun. It it, it is also very '90s.
1: Yeah, I mean it's.
0: But that's okay. Yeah, I like. <laughs> this movie is very much '90s. You know, it's it's obviously very low budget. It's. You know you got the canted angles you have people talking to the camera at times you know you have the accompanying sound effects to act as joke punch lines sort of like what we saw in rock and roll high school forever as well um you have like the guitar riffs acting as background music like the super over the top electric guitar you have like these weird shadow patterns and unmotivated color colorful lights it's just very very 90s in terms of the filmmaking, but also very budget because the production values are terrible. I, I, The audio is extremely unbalanced if we're talking like technically as well. You know, there's a lot of times where you've, the editing is bad. <laughs> but like, also, I mean, you have two people talking in the same scene and there's different levels of background hiss between the two. Okay. I don't know. It, it's just something that, it's easy to tell that it was recorded two different times, possibly in two different locations, even though it's meant to be the same scene. Mm -hmm. And it's just very off balance. And it's, yeah, if you know to listen for it, you'll, you'll catch on to it. Um, But I think, yeah, what hurts the movie a lot is not just that the dialogue is kind of bad and the plot has no progression, but also that the line delivery has so much space In between each person's line or even in between their next line of dialogue they're talking you know they say a line and then they wait a beat and then they say their next line
1: Mm.
0: especially Linnea Quigley unfortunately like she's she's coasting through this (laughs) when she's actually speaking dialogue
1: Mm.
0: Uh, she's not this is not her best work I've not seen a lot of her work to know how for the course that is but um yeah she was she was rough to watch because it seemed like she was taking a moment to remember her next sentence and then speaking it after finishing oh, like the previous she just one.
1: didn't really care to be there
0: something like that
1: i mean i actually liked her as the mean girl i
0: liked the idea of the character i didn't like the delivery of what she did aside from like the physical stuff Yeah, like you know the sex scene, or I think um, one of the best moments from her is when she's leaving the room, um, and she's giving that double sneer where she like upturns one side of her lip, and then she upturns the other side of her lip, and goes back and forth like that a couple times.
1: Face play, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, and I don't know her other work that well, really. To you know
0: it's a lot of I mean she does budget. a lot of
1: horror stuff so I mean I know she was like in Return of the Living Dead and I can't I mean she she just I know she's in a lot of horror stuff that I mean I've seen some of these movies she's been in but I can't like place her in them
0: sure yeah she's, she's in a ton so I mean just to go over a couple of her credits here I mean she's still very active in the B movie and horror world she's doing a lot of direct-to-streaming, I guess would be the term now, type of yeah. movies. Uh, but, you know, she's been in things like Summer Camp, Graduation Day, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Return of the Loving Dead, like you said, Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball, Ballarama, Vice Academy, Dr. Alien, and she also had a couple appearances on USA Up All Night, um, just because I'm sure a lot of her movies were yeah, on we're that. There. Yeah. So... She, Apparently she's known for her scream. I don't I, I haven't seen any of her she horror movies to know what her scream I I thought she was w- like you know
1: when she got hit with the water pail, I thought that's when she was gonna scream.
0: Mm. But she didn't, I don't think.
1: Yeah, she, no she didn't. She just like she was like, Christy, I hate you Yeah or something like that. Like she blamed it on Christy and she's like, it's you like, know what do it. when we coagulate. Nobody to comes school, to her defense, not even yeah, when we go Jared. back to school, you're like you're not gonna exist or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, so after that, after that <laughs> being thrown water on at the car wash for charity, I guess. It's yeah. It's
0: it's to raise money for the school, which is really weird that they would have their teenage students dress Dress up up in in bikinis bikinis and wash cars for a catholic school but okay it also doesn't make sense that that scene appears right after the guys sneak into the room and they act like so much time has passed right it was just like the next day since the next maybe i don't know
1: it seems like this is just the next day but
0: jerry's like well i guess you like me a lot more now or something like he says something weird like along those lines i'm like well what happened like Show us the relationship if that's the whole point of this movie. Yeah, it's
1: just do they like each other? <laughs> I shouldn't. mean, I know he likes her. She shouldn't like him. But she I mean, when he comes in as the priest, she recognizes him. She's And like, doesn't
0: want him there. Yeah. Because he is the reason that she is there. Yeah. And she pushes him and gets in trouble for it because the sister Felicia sees Yeah sees her push him and she thinks he's yeah she thinks he's a legitimate father goose g-u-u-s it's dutch which is you know it it was an okay joke
1: yeah i mean the parts where he when he had to like teach ethics class i mean that was okay and then after that as well yeah and then after that where she's like, Okay, well now you can go to confession to, you know Yeah, if you want to listen in. To listen in on now. the confessions. And he's like, okay, and then I mean this the one the first girl who's the good girl, Teresa. hmm She's like, you know, saying all these you know, I was mean to my parents once and I had one impure thought and he was like, Wait, tell me your impure thought Yeah. And it was something like Thought I dreamt. Kissing. Yeah, dreamt about Donnie Osmond or something. Yeah,
0: just kissing Donnie Osmond. So.
1: And he's like, uh, alright, uh, okay. And then she's like, Well, what's my penance? And he's like, What do you usually get? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like that whole thing.
0: And then Linnea Quigley's character comes in and, and he's talks just like about all the impure thoughts and like he, just goes through like this huge fantasy He's like type Yeah,
1: thing. he's like do you have any impure now he's I wish he went like what a what if Christy was there? Right. Like why not show other but girls? I think because it's just like the good girl Teresa then Lin- Linnea's she goes into her fantasy I th- I think they would have had a structure of
0: the movie a little bit differently because Christy already knew that he was there. Yeah. So she would have known that she was confessing to him. Him, yeah. So they would have had to reverse the scenes and have the confessional stuff first. That should have happened, because then he he
1: could have been like, do you have any impure thoughts? And what if she, like, confessed something about him? Right. Because that's what I thought That's he he was, like, getting
0: into. Because he he always talks about how much game he has and, like, how he's, you know, this... Yeah, so and that's what he's like telling and
1: Zoomer and Theo or whatever they're doing.
0: Yeah, which I don't know. <laughs> they're you know ultra nerdy, I guess, but they don't. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of there. They don't have any. Except Reason for like there the like when the they soundboard.
1: when they come into the the girls' room, like Zoomer starts to you know have feelings for the good girl Teresa. Yeah,
0: and, but they don't like show it. They just show them like near the end of dance it's like, okay, together. Like they're dancing. Okay, well I guess they did have some they're sort together. of connection. Yeah, but we don't get to see it. It's just it, yeah, a lot of things that are just disappointing or just not structured well or not thought out all the way and then you have all kinds of weird goofy moments which i think is meant to be the focus it's much more focused on the comedy side of things more than is this a movie that makes sense like that's Mm -hmm. secondary you know let's just throw whatever loose plot there is in there and let's just try to fill it with jokes and occasional sexiness even though it's called virgin high uh, it's. I think one of the things that, again, like Rock and Roll High School Forever, I think what helps us make that connection is it is a school, it is dealing with repression versus teenagers who are acting out, and then you have weird moments strewn throughout this whole thing, like the loudspeaker guy who's like, attention virgins, and like you have sirens, and he's like making a school announcement like, the Lombada is forbidden, and yeah i like was that... like
1: who is saying that
0: yeah i don't know and... i thought it was and then the principal
1: that... but the principal is the nun
0: but then like that last one i forget what the what the exact wording of it was but it was like specifically geared towards Christie, something like like attention Christie, like stay away from kathleen or something like that It gives hyper-focus to the situation. It's like, so is this just an audience gag and the girls are not actually hearing this? So when they find out... What is this? Yeah.
1: When they find out that Jerry is Father Goose and not a real father, I guess, that's when the loud voice is like, attention, there's an imposter on the school premises. He goes by Father Goose. Like, Yeah. But then they don't show him getting caught. No,
0: he was able to escape. Because the friends are like, oh, he must have gotten caught. And then he... He's, he, like, like appears. And he is able to run away. And,
1: but know. they don't show people trying to look for him. Like no. that guy, the... Yeah.
0: The, the, yeah, the security guy. The security Tarek. guy. he's... Yeah.
1: Like, they could have shown something between the two of them. Yeah,
0: they, they don't.
1: I mean, they have a quick scene before he dresses
0: up like Father Goose... Which is another weird situation. Like obviously, this is the same guy, and I think Derek even sees him as Father Goose. They all see him as the photographer at the formal at the end. But yeah, no way makes the connection. You're like, yeah, oh, they're you're like, the same you guy? Look familiar, Cause he, right? Because you are clearly like not wearing like any he's, sort of disguise. yeah. He's it's not like, wearing shirt
1: besides yeah the the white collar with the black shirt. I mean, he's not covering his face. It's, it, it's 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 really. And they didn't be like, "Hey, that's." If someone said, "Hey, that's Father Goose," I would have died. Yeah. Like someone should have made that reference. <laughs> yeah. I
0: uh, don't like pretend. I don't know. Yeah. And why does he have a parrot that shows up and makes like two jokes? I was thinking There's that so many too. Weird, random things that, that made
1: me think of um, Earth Angel again with the parrot.
0: Yeah. But it's there for two jokes
1: just to be like yeah you're a dick. Mhm. Goodbye. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> basically uh, there's
0: there's things that have potential. <clears throat> like the fact that anytime that Jerry and his friends go anywhere, they walk around and do like basically like wild and crazy guy dance. Mm. You know, they they're Moving all weird, like, when Father Goose is walking down the halls, he's always, like, bouncing up and down and, like, moving his arms in different weird ways and mm. basically dancing along. He's, like, doing little finger points to people and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I think and when he's the just, three like, walking... Are
0: sneaking around, they're, you know, doing, like, like a he's... Jets West, West Side Story type of a little dance, gallivanting around...
1: Yeah, when We're he's just, doing uh, the Father Goose thing, I think he's just like going by every girl he sees, and he's doing the sign of the cross. So he's doing sign of the cross, sign of the cross. Like, I don't, I don't know, know if
0: he's even fully doing that. Like, I saw him do it like a couple, couple times, and I thought that was like, like part like, hey. of his joke.
1: And he's like, yeah. like he's bowing, and then he does the sign of the cross. Like I don't know. Like I, I don't know.
0: It, it it's I guess supposed to be sort of like nervous energy, perhaps too. Yeah. But. It's weird. Like it's it's meant to be quirky and, and goofy which counteracts the adult nature of what this movie is rated. I think that's part of the issue is that it doesn't I don't know. Maybe it maybe it knows that it's specifically targeting like the 13 14 year old kids who are trying to find an R rated like, movie. Yeah, to watch. this is
1: I mean, I don't like if I did watch this when I was younger, I don't know if I would have Liked
0: it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know either. I think if I would, if I would have watched Rock and Roll High School forever as a kid, I would have liked that.
1: Yeah, I liked, th- I watched that as a kid and uh, liked yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> we had a, we had
0: a discussion about all that. <laughs> um, so this one, I'm just one, trying to think what I elements like. Elements that this? I think are are good, but they just don't work. It, it's. Uh, I liked th- I also liked the guy that Christy sort of dates at the end so her parents set her up with this guy Leonard Klappner he
1: was like another wild and crazy guy type oh he of was guy. so over the
0: top but it was great I don't know like he, he was like this uber douche goofball right like, which really it's not that much of an improvement or downgrade from Jerry they're basically the same person. Just different... I don't know. Slide, he's, he's like... slide ho- one modifier like, up and one modifier down and you got the same Yeah, person.
1: he's just a little bit uh, more... He's like mus- musclier, I guess. He's, yeah. he's a muscle, but not like...
0: He's more boisterous and yeah, yeah, more more well defined physically.
1: And like he's Good, a little bit better looking than Jerry.
0: Yeah. But he is a braggart in a different way.
1: And he's wearing and he's more concerned a shirt with, that you know. only two buttons are buttoned and yeah. his chest is full on out. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> he's and his a parents are okay of... and her parents are okay with that. Well, because he's
0: rich yeah his family is rich and he's going to be the heir to whatever fortune whatever so i don't know he kind of reminded me of that snl character like the guy with the small dick who owns a boat like he had that um, Oh.
1: i mean he just gave me the wild and crazy guy energy yeah he's just and- talking
0: about golfing a whole bunch just random stuff that no one cares about except for him
1: So, yeah, then this, I mean, this is where it gets to be kind of like rock and roll high school forever, because after that car wash, Kathleen is like super pissed off at Christy. So Kathleen goes to Derek and is like, hey, I've got a plan to like ruin Christy at the dance.
0: Yeah. We're going to sabotage her. Yeah,
1: yeah, by making this weird-ass bomb thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I didn't even understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, the bomb thing I didn't understand, but also, okay, the idea was that they had the idea that there's going to be some sort of discussion or, or speech given by Christy because... Her father's going to be there giving a check to keep the school afloat. And they're doing some sort of a charity thing. And so it's going to be like this heartfelt thing to say how they appreciate the school and how much it's done for them. And then she was going to unveil this painting of the Virgin Mary, I think it was. Yeah. It was what it was supposed to be. But that was the plan for Sabotage where Kathleen, Linnea Quigley's character, swaps out the painting one that just has a spray painted message of virgin high
1: eats it which I was which, like that's your revenge?
0: Yeah like okay that's like again like a ten year old right? Like this is too like, immature gonna, for what this movie like, supposed to
1: be If you're gonna, I thought she was gonna be like full on go on like carry like pig blood or yeah. I don't know. And something. this like, whole
0: idea of like this whipped cream bomb where I guess she's gonna get covered with whipped cream when I it mean, goes ca- off. that's but, like, like Okay, whatever. That's
1: not even... That's 12-year-old, like, hey, I'm gonna hit you with a cream pie level revenge. But, like, Jerry's revenge is, like, 10 times more than that, because that's when he finds her having sex with Derek and he takes a picture of them and he and swaps... is listening
0: into their plan with the stethoscope. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know how he even <laughs> knows that they're both going to be up there and that they're going to be talking about a secret plan to be doing that in the first place. I
1: think place. he was just going to spy in on her, but then when he saw her with Derek, he was like, "Whoa, okay, I can use this."
0: And like big open windows. Right. Big 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 open windows. He's in full view, not trying to hide at all. Yeah. Taking flash pictures of them and, like, listening in. <laughs> like, that's, that's one of the most, like, comical parts of the movie. To right. Me, is that clearly he's in the peripheral vision of both of them. And they and don't they not even to see, him.
1: see him. And this is, like, how at Rock and Roll High School forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. how how he gets back with, you know, the the preppy people by showing that video or whatever. The same thing happens with Kathleen where he sw- swaps out her virgin high school <laughs> eats it thing yeah. to, like, her naked on top of Derek. Yeah, it's like it's a
0: canvas of, like, a blown-up picture of her naked on top yeah, of Yeah, but Derek.
1: they cover, you know... The body parts Do with they? like yeah he co- her boobs are covered with like stickers or something oh okay I don't remember that I thought I was like he embellished one. it with like glitter and the stickers. If, if you happen
0: to be watching this on YouTube and you see a picture of it, then enough was covered for me to show it on YouTube. <laughs> <So>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if not, then it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Well, At least like her nipple parts were. So yeah. But. It's- Nipple parts to say parts. nipples. <laughs> Stupid
0: <laughs> So yeah. Um the, the dad gets all huffy and takes back his check and then like it yeah, the he gives whipped cream school. bomb goes off and it only affects them and no whipped cream really anywhere. He gives
1: it's the school a hundred thousand
0: dollars. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, I was like what? It's from some sort of foundation that he's a part of.
1: I thought that was like I was like that's a way too much money
0: to be giving to a school. $350,000.
1: But then he takes it back after all that.
0: Yeah. But then the whipped cream goes off and then it's exposed, the sex cowboy and the whatever, you know, the dominatrix outfit and it's like, okay, well, you got us. Everyone knows. Here's your money back. But then he's like
1: mad at, everyone's Poor Christy, honestly. I mean, like the
0: dad is understanding after the whipped cream bomb goes off. He's like, yeah, okay, I get it, whatever. You're a good daughter.
1: But then she still goes to Greenland.
0: That's because of something that happens off camera again. Yeah. Where they talk about it and then don't show it about a sex scene. Because Jerry, or not Derek, Jerry is explaining how after the formal, they were going at it.
1: They were they were about to doing it. They were having sex, or
0: yeah, either about to or or were actually doing it. Then all along comes Dick Murphy sitting on top of the car, catching them, and he's like, "Oh, can you imagine? Like, this is why parents don't want their spend so much money on these prom dresses because they know that at some point in the middle of the night it's going to be up between their ears or whatever." You know like so like yeah, yeah. and then and so, so because he, he was caught having sex
1: with she's her she's off to green greenland. she's off to greenland
0: and they're gallivanting in a desert while saying this for some reason
1: yeah that was weird <laughs> and, so, then that, and then that it it ends. Ends.
0: <laughs> and then it ends it's a it's a oh my god this is such a disaster of a movie really it's Listening to us talk about it, I think, is hopefully more entertaining than actually watching it. Because this is not... It wasn't that fun to watch. For me.
1: I mean, it was okay for me. I there were some parts where I was, like, entertained.
0: Yeah, but there are few and far between. I don't know. I Like, the opening was okay. The ending was relatively strong. But that middle was just so using and all over the place and just whatever. The movie had illusions of grandeur just like Jerry. I'll say that. And the other weird thing, this I think this is the first movie I've ever seen where in the credits it says address all fan mail to and then it gives like a P.O. box to send your fan mail for the movie to a certain spot. Like what are you hoping to accomplish with that? I, he, <laughs> but it, I, I, I'm assuming it's a joke, but like it's. I mean, I think he
1: he not. has fan, he has fans still because I looked him up on Instagram and he still does like.
0: He some, does like Hallmark movies now.
1: Yeah, but he does like I saw him at a Comic Con recently in like Albuquerque or something.
0: You saw that he attended. You didn't go to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I Hallmark. just saw online that he was he still does like cons. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go fly out and meet yeah. him, right?
0: Yeah, I just want to clarify because of the way that was phrased.
1: Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I didn't physically go see him with my own eyes. Sorry. I just scrolled on the internet like I do all my life yeah. and saw that he was somewhere recently it's, in a con.
0: He's had a long career and he's been able to make a good i hope a good living for himself
1: i mean that uh, he's done to, a lot
0: he has done a lot
1: turning to hallmark movies is a good choice because those are just like mindless whatever yeah he obviously proves
0: that he can do quite a bit with a low budget yeah you know obviously like this was not a very strong production there's a couple scenes where you clearly see the boom mic in frame like really dipping in um there's some weird camera choices a lot of the movie were several scenes there's this weird circular border around it which makes it look like you're looking through a peephole even though you're clearly not Mm. and i don't know why that existed so and like i said like a lot of the audio stuff was really bad in this and very 90s filmmaking at the time but i mean he obviously knows how to work with people and have them work with him again over and over again because he he keeps the same crew for a lot of this stuff. I don't know. You know, we got Richard Goodbye is he's done things like Assault of the Party Nerds before this and he also did the sequel, he did Blood Nasty, he did Vice Girls, Virtual Girl 1 and 2, Kickboxing Academy. And then he did Pop Star, the movie with Aaron Carter in like 2000 2000- I think it is or 2005
1: yeah I know that
0: could be part of why he's in conventions weirdly enough in Popstar the Aaron Carter movie he plays Jerry Kaminsky not only does he direct but he also plays the same character Jerry Kaminsky in this in that movie
1: does he just really like that name I guess it, I don't know he reprises that character or yeah like is that, because part of
0: Popstar's thing is you have, you have like Donnie, bon, Danny Bonaducci and I think, um, there's some other, there's some other major person. I want to say maybe Cassidy or some. No, I'm sorry. Leaf, Leaf Garrett and, and David Cassidy, I think are both in that.
1: I've never seen it. Like I mean? haven't either, but okay. I know of it. <laughs> All I know is the Andy Samberg pop star. Yeah, movie. that's a different pop. I style. know, like so. Whenever you say that, I'm like, what? Yeah,
0: but but like that's it, what I'm
1: thinking of.
0: But yeah, like the these two older pop stars from the '70s are giving Aaron Carter advice, but they're Unlike, both fictionalized cool. characters. You know, like Leaf Garrett is playing like the school janitor, for instance. Oh, stuff like that. So then, and so like is Jerry, Jerry Kaminsky, Kaminsky also another one of like, those like? guys from the past giving him advice
1: and we're supposed to know who he is um you can watch the movie and let me know <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah after after like pop star he transitioned to a and e tv movies like the wrong woman and mommy i didn't do it a couple of things with like danica mckellar i think was starring in those and then he moved into like um, hallmark movies as well so he's been he's been busy with a lot of stuff so, um, we didn't miss any plot points, did we? Or should we just keep going with the cast and crew here?
1: I mean, we can say that this is the first... Are you going to say this? This is the first appearance of Leslie Mann as the Squiggle Girl? I am, Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll go through a couple other cast members first, and we'll end with Leslie Mann. So, we got Tracy Dolly as Christy. She is uh going to be in a lot of his other stuff um but she's also done things like sunset heat bikini summer 2 virtual girl and space girls and beverly hills she's yeah she's known for doing like nude scenes and stuff she's very prolific in the playboy space and she also had like a brief um i don't know if you want to call it like a cameo type of a role in, in a wwe storyline where she played like the mistress of the undertaker or something like that in, like some okay. fake storyline uh, Burt Ward we talked about a little bit. He played Dick Murphy. Uh, like I said, he was known for Robin. There's also a, a little scene where he plays with superhero figures, and one of those is Batman. He plays with like mm. a Batman figure and Batmobile in there. So, again, he's you know comfortable with that. But it, this is the only 1991 movie that he's in. Again, he was in other movies like Robot Ninja and Beach Babes from Beyond and all this other kind of stuff. Right now, he does still act in some random stuff, but I think most of his time is spent with his... Gentle Giants Dog Rescue and Pet Food Companies. So he deals with like Great Danes and bigger dog animals and has like a rescue uh, for that. Um, Who else we got? We got Maureen Levette as Mrs. Murphy. She's been in a couple other like B movie type things as well, like Danger USA and Death Game. Theo. He's been in a lot of stuff from Richard as well. But the only other thing I'll note is that he's in the CDI, Philip CDI video game called Girls Club, mm-hmm. which is basically, what's that? What's that um, board game where you have like the phone? And, girl like, talk? Girl talk. It's sort of like girl talk, except it's a, a Philip CDI video game. It's called Girls Club. It also stars Dina from Salute Your Shorts in it. And he's one of the guys you could potentially pair up with.
1: There was like Girl That's Talk. That's
0: Ken, Kent Burden played Theo. I don't think I said Kent Burden.
1: Girl Talk and like Heartthrob. Uh, girl, I was upset. Like, like someone. I wanted to say like. Re-buy mystery date me Girl or something Talk. Like yeah, <laughs> like, one of those
0: mystery date type of Yeah,
1: Yeah, and then like Girl Talk and Mall Madness for like my. F- Mall <laughs> Madness is the best.
0: Didn't like, they, they re release Mall Madness?
1: No, but I want, like, the 80s one. I
0: mean, yeah, I think it's the same stuff. They just re-released it, sort of like they did with Fireball Island. Anyway. uh, Jeff Bowser played Zoomer. He's, again, in a lot of Richard's stuff, like Party Nerds Part 2 and Hot Under the Collar. Uh, He's done a lot of, like, single-episode appearances on TV shows. And he also appeared as a zombie in Linnea Quigley's workout video from 1990. It's like, she did like a horror workout. That's cool. dress tape. And <laughs> he appears in the zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so, we talked about Linnea Quigley here as well. Uh, Christopher Dempsey, who played Derek, he'll be in a couple other 1991 movies, Driven to Kill in California Casanova. Um, and then we also have Leslie Mann as Squiggle Girl. She has one scene where Father Goose... Is teaching the theology class and draws a little squiggle on the wall on the chalkboard and says, "Does anybody know what this is?" And Leslie Mann says, "A squiggle." And it's like, "I didn't call on you. Anyone? She yes, raised. you. A squiggle. Correct. That's
1: she her had another, debut feature. She had her. She had another scene before that." When he arrived, she walks by and she goes, hi, father.
0: Yeah, that's true. She does have one other line in the movie. (laughs) So (laughs) so (laughs) So Leslie Mann, if you don't know, she has been in things like Cable Guy. She's the one. George of the Jungle, 40-year-old virgin, knocked up funny people. This is 40, 40, all the Judd Apatow movies because that is her husband. And they met on Cable Guy. That's basically the cast and crew. A lot of the other people on there did not do a whole lot, or they're going to be in some other random 1991 movies, so we can talk about them another time. No awards to mention, what a surprise. On a true kind of pop culture, we go.
1: Yeah, this movie was released on a Wednesday, January 23rd, 1991, and nothing major happened on this day. But this movie was released two days before Millions and then like a week after New Jack City and Terror Within 2 so there a lot of the TV and music is going to be similar yeah. but there are a couple of TV shows that are new that I found that we haven't talked about before. I don't think okay. that I can talk about right now. And then music is pretty much the same. So I'm just going to skip music.
0: Sure. Yeah. We haven't talked about TV in a while.
1: Yeah. Cause usually TV is the same, but this is like a Wednesday night and you know, a lot of movies are like on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So on ABC, this is like, everything is new. This is January. So it's like the beginning of, mid-season it's like mid-season spring lineup yeah so on ABC we we had the Wonder Years Growing Pains Doogie Howser and then the show Married People which I talked about before it's about this apartment complex where it's like three different married couples going through different stages of life yeah I remember that I don't yeah. remember who was in it, but I remember I don't the concept, remember who was in it, but I remember yeah I don't think it was like anyone super notable now. And then after that was the legal drama Equal Justice, which I've talked about before. that's the one with Jane Kasmerick and Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. Mm-hmm. And on CBS was a TV series. Lonesome Dove, which we did talk about before because it was directed by the director of Harley Davidson and the Mar- Marlboro Man, yeah. Simon Winsor. Yeah, yeah. But this was a mini series. This is like a re release. So it's based off the book Lonesome Dove, which I never read. It's just, you know, another period piece, Western. Mm hmm. And it first aired in 1989, it was only four episodes, so this was part three out of four, and there was 15.5 million people watching this, Hmm. but it starred Robert Duvall and Tommy Lee Jones and Danny Glover. So it's just I don't know anything about Lonesome Juff. No, just, I just know <laughs> it's
0: a yeah, I, I know the name, that's it. Yeah,
1: it's just like a Western adventure Is it even? I thought it was Yeah, like a drama. it's well, it's adventure an adventure drama, drama I guess. It's stars it has it's takes place in the eighteen seventies with Captain Gus McCrae and Captain Woodrow Call, two famous former Texas Rangers who run a small, dusty Texas border town called Lonesome Dove along the Rio Grande. Gus is played by Robert Duvall, and then Woodrow Call is played by Tommy Lee Jones.
0: Okay. I thought there was a movie as well, like in 98 or something.
1: There was, I mean, other shows where it was returned to Lonesome Dove, which that came in 1993. Something. And then there was other iterations. There's the the Streets of Laredo, which is a 95 Western. It's another TV series that was in 1995. And then there was another Lonesome Dub, the series, that was... I guess they redid it in 1994 huh. with different people. I don't see yeah, it as what? a movie. <laughs> I mean, it has <laughs> a lot of like, mov- I mean, you have Robert Duvall Maybe and Tommy Lee why. Jones because these are like movie actors.
0: Maybe that's why I thought it was a movie, and I'm sure the video store carried a copy of it. Yeah, prob- it does, yeah like probably. Yeah, like a four. To, yeah, like a dual tape thing. Yeah,
1: like four VHS tape thing or like a yeah mm-hmm. a four DVD or a two DVD set or something. Yeah. I've never watched it. And so, moving on to NBC, there was an Unsolved Mysteries episode, but if we don't have a TV guide, we don't know what the episode is. Yeah. Like, well, we've said this before, <laughs> when we look up the episodes online, it's It's not... just not
0: correct. There's multiple conflicting pieces of Yeah, so
1: we can't even talk about it.
0: Yeah. So we could pick a random one, but we just decided not to this time.
1: So. Yeah. And after that was Night Court. These are all new episodes. And then after that was Seinfeld. And this is the first episode of the second season. Which I, like that boggled my mind. Because I remember talking about episodes of the third season. But the second season premiered during the beginning of the year of 1991 and that was 12 episodes and then it was renewed for the third season and it came in the fall of 91
0: So there just really wasn't that much of a gap. It basically ran from, like... Yeah, it went... January through end of March. Yeah, it went from
1: January to June, and then that was the second season. And then it was picked up for, like, a full season, because the first season was only, like, five, six episodes, and Mm -hmm. the second one was 12. And then they picked up for the third season for, like, the full, you know, 23 episode. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of blew my mind. I didn't realize... Nineteen ninety one had season two and three yeah. of Seinfeld, and that was the episode called the ex girlfriend. But after that was a sh- is a show called Hunter. Do you know about this? It sounds familiar. We haven't talked about it, but it went on for seven seasons, and this was in the middle of the 7th season.
0: There's kind of like a bigger name actor in the f- in the lead, right?
1: It stars Fred Dreyer. Oh, I he's seeing, an like, NFL Wagner
0: or something like that.
1: He was in the NFL and then he retired and then he became like an actor. Okay. But he is in all 7 seasons and then they did two TV movies that did really well in one was in 1995 the other was in 2003 so they did a revival of the series in 2003 but I guess it didn't do too well so it ended but he's in the lead in all of them so in the it's the show begins or it is about it stars Fred Dreyer as Sergeant Rick Hunter and then Stephanie Kramer was the other sergeant she was in the first six seasons stephanie kramer she she's currently in i don't have a face to her name but she's currently in the 911 tv series and she was in ncis for a bit she was in the first six seasons with she's him. She's found a lot of success in shows that we don't have any Yeah, in. Yeah, she's in a lot of random procedurals now. So she was Sergeant Dee Dee McCall. And the lead character is a wily, physically imposing, obviously dickhead dude. I don't know. Rule-breaking homicide detective. Mm. And, um... In this, in season seven, they brought in a new female co star, and that was Darlene Flugel. She played Officer Joanne, Joanne Malensky. Uh, she wasn't really. she The only movie that I know, she did random TV shows, but she died in 1997 but the only thing that I know that she was in was in Pet Cemetery 2. Okay, which I haven't seen. Yeah. She played Officer Joanne, Joanne Malensky, and however, she was reported to have created differences with Fred Dreyer. So halfway through this current season, season, season 7 in 1991, she... What she wanted out of the show. So her character was murdered by a female serial killer in a two part episode. And then her replacement for the second half of this season was Lauren Lane. She is known as. Do you, do you ever watch The Nanny? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh. She was Cece Babcock in The Nanny. She was basically the antagonist. She was. The blonde haired woman that didn't like the nanny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't but even know she... that much about the nanny. Okay.
0: <laughs> that she is like a British family, whatever. Yeah. So,
1: so she plays Sergeant Chris Novak, and she was supposedly the former girlfriend of Sergeant Hunter. Okay. But the TV movie Revival. Co-star Barry Bostwick and I had Miguel Ferrer and John McGinley were in it. Huh. And Fred Dreyer was in all of these episodes. There's a lot of people coming and going. He was in the revival and everything, but I've never watched, never seen it. Never no. seen it, nor even heard of it.
0: Mm-mm. My I've heard of it. I'm sure, but yeah, not my thing.
1: Yeah, not my thing at that time and then since this was USA up all night this is a new thing that we might try so we've never done this before and but usually when you're watching USA up all night you have a lot of one nine hundred commercials
0: that's the thing i remember most about usa All night it's it, it's gilbert gottfried and um you know
1: a co-host Rhonda sheer or yeah. whoever
0: else uh, i know there's a third host but i can't remember her name right now um doing like their own different things to host the movies and obviously like just the quality of movies you remember but also just the commercials that were shown during usa All night were much different than you would see anywhere else because it's catering to this, I don't know, deviant audience, I don't know. <laughs> like or preying on like little kids having sleepovers. Yeah, and, I mean, because you
1: know? that's when I was watching it. I mean, I was not even necessarily having sleepovers. I just like.
0: Oh yeah, I watched it by myself a lot too.
1: Yeah, but when I was a kid, I would just like. I never wanted to sleep.
0: I couldn't sleep. Oh,
1: I would make, like...
0: I I was up to, like, 1, 3 in the morning every night of my life, practically. Oh, no, I would, like...
1: Now. I would make... I don't... I don't know. Maybe I was... I was... There has to be other people who did this. (laughs) But I would make, like, not bets with myself. Like, I would push myself to stay awake for two days straight. Oh,
0: I did that in college. I would basically have like an all-nighter once a week in college.
1: But this is just because I wanted to watch TV for two days straight. Like from Friday night to Sunday night, I was like, I'm just going to be watching TV for two days straight or doing whatever. Whatever.
0: Yeah, I can see and that. And never
1: sleeping for two days straight. Because
0: I had like a couple little bets with myself, like how many movies can I watch in a weekend? And I would just like go to Hollywood Video Rant. Up, yeah, you know, yeah, that's what I When rack I was up in the the high school, rentals, I did that. I got like eight done in a weekend or something. Oh, yeah,
1: that's all I did was lock myself in my room and watch movies and tv like yeah this is this is why i am the way i am i don't know my parents didn't let me have you know game systems
0: so but i had a vcr in my own my own room with the tv so
1: right that's what i got to do Or yeah or (laughs) i would go to a friend's house and we would just stay up all night just doing random shit because like whatever like whenever i was at my friend's house like their parents like didn't give a shit and they allowed us to do whatever and stay up late and or never sleep and that's what I loved <laughs>
0: yeah that was the best part of the whole thing
1: like at my house it was like I would get yelled at or something so I was like okay I'm gonna go spend the night at whoever's house
0: yeah my parents didn't care as long as we weren't too loud if we woke them up then it's like hey settle
1: yeah if we <laughs> were lo- yeah if we were loud so that's why I would just kind of, like, watch TV silently, or I would sneak. Because I think at this point, I didn't... I had a TV in my room when I was, like, in high school, but, you know, before that, I had to, like, sneak. Yeah, the premium
0: channels were only on one TV, and that was, like, the main living room for us. Yeah, I had to sneak so out of the to...
1: room quietly to go watch TV quietly. Yeah,
0: you had to be a lot more quiet in, in that room, because there was no door to shut off from that, yeah. so. But USA all Night... That was on every TV. So, got exposed to a lot of these 1 900 commercials throughout the years.
1: But so, yeah. we on YouTube, there are hundreds. <laughs> <Tons>. <laughs> but I found just 1991 specific 1 900. Number commercials, and I'm just gonna play one. There are many.
0: Yeah, we thought it would be fun to play like one per episode, basically for yeah for the... up all night. Month. Yeah,
1: for at least this month because a lot of them are pretty funny. And then we'll put it on the website because obviously you can't see like hearing and seeing it is what makes it like yeah, funny.
0: It's part of the adventure.
1: Yeah, so I'll just start this one because it's called One Nine Hundred Fun Mate. I'm alive the excitement is bubbling over right now call us now why be lonely when you can talk to us i just love this jacuzzi don't you call me please we have some wonderful secrets to share we're real
0: we're live and we're waiting to hear from you
1: call 1-900 find 995
0: per call $9.95. $9.95
1: 9.95 9.95 $9. $9. $9. $9. $9 per call. I per call, but so what if you're on for like a half hour though? I guess
0: it's only 9.95. $9. That's probably cheaper some of, than some of the other ones. Yeah, then.
1: some of them are like $3 the first minute and then a dollar after. Yeah. I I did you ever call 900 numbers? Not these. Not I used any? to watch the kid ones. But I got so you in used trouble. to you used to call like the <laughs> New Kids on the Block hotline yeah, or whatever. Yeah, something like that. It would be, like, on during the day. It would be, like... Because there are other ones that... Like, we, oh,
0: get a funny joke every day if you call this number. There's yeah, stuff like that, Yeah, something like
1: that. It would be, like... One of them was, like, a Halloween one where it's, like, if you want to hear a scary story, call it... Like, yeah. I definitely would would have been calling that.
0: I knew that money was a thing. <laughs> and that, like, oh, my parents, like, would have to, you know, pay for this stuff. So I'm like, no, I'm not even asking oh, for Oh, well, I did it once. I'm just not doing
1: it. <laughs> I did it once and I got <laughs> yelled at. So I was like, okay, never again. Well, I was too afraid to call these numbers.
0: Oh, I would never. But, I mean, I'm honestly surprised that at some of the sleepovers sleep that I had that no one ever did it.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised. Because that's like, I didn't that's ripe for, you know, like, little kids old... to call and, and, like, And, like, joke pray around. call or laugh or yeah. whatever.
0: I mean, we went through the phone book looking for funny names.
1: Yeah, and calling people up. Yeah,
0: and we're like, oh, this guy's last name is Hole. His first name is Richard with the like, initial Like A-Hole a. or something. That, that, that's a real thing. <laughs> like, there was a guy, Richard A-Hole, in the <laughs> phone book, so we called him a couple times. So... <laughs> but we never called the 900 numbers. <laughs> well,
1: because it would be on your phone bill, and your parents would be like, what the
0: fuck? Exactly, but even at friend's house, we didn't call him
1: well cuz their parents would be like what I'm the just fuck? surprised
0: I didn't have a stupid friend who didn't care
1: That's, <laughs> that's why like the one friend that I would sleep over a lot her parents probably would have been like yeah well they'll, they'll be like hey now Yeah Like if we're spending a lot of money <laughs> then yeah that's not good Yeah So yeah, we never did it I was too afraid So if someone is listening that has but if you're watching
0: yeah let us know let us know what it's like i
1: want like an ama reddit (laughs) i want a reddit ama about your experience of calling 900 numbers
0: and let us know if you like the idea of going through some of these old commercials because we might be able to do that um
1: yeah the commercials hilarious it's four women in a hot tub and and they're real Yes, they're real. so yeah we'll it's just some of them I have like dead eyes looking into <laughs> the the camera and yeah. I just feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I got.
0: All right. So we'll move on to rankings and ratings. Uh, where on your one to five star scale? are you going to put virgin high?
1: I am this is controversial, is it? I'm going to give it a 2. Okay. Like, when you said controversial,
0: I'm like, are you going (laughs) 3? Did you (laughs) like it that much? (laughs) I think you like this one more than
1: me, then. It's... It's fine. I mean, I liked it more than, like, Terror Within 2. Or Uh, Kiss Before Dying. I feel like...
0: I feel like Terror Within 2 had more ammo to just kind of sit and make fun of it while you watch it. This is a little bit more of like, what the hell is going on? I can't get a grasp of the plot, the characters, anything. It's just, it's, it's, it's weird in some of the wrong ways. Whereas yeah. something like Rock and Roll High School Forever is weird in the right ways. So even though that wasn't a particularly well made movie. This was even worse in both respects. To me, I don't know. Uh, so On my 0 to 4 star scale, a lot of my star scaling is based off of the actual production quality of side of things rather than enjoyability. But it does sort of sometimes play a factor. I'm going half star. It's pretty low
1: on the on oh. the totem pole for me. So this is tied with Lucy and Desi?
0: Uh, I think Lucy and Desi was my first 0.
1: Oh, I thought you gave that a half.
0: I think I gave it a zero. I don't.
1: I know, think that's right. my
0: first and only zero. Okay. I, I I'd have to double check again, but if yeah. if not, then yeah, it's it's in the same type of category. But yeah, I don't know. There's a couple parts that I enjoyed. Again, I think that the I think Richard was a decent enough actor for the lines that he probably wrote himself. Um, the music was good. You know, there's a couple interesting parts but overall not so great. Every movie's worth watching once, would you watch this again?
1: If they did some sort of movie midnight thing where it's another like if they played other movies like that a this guy goodbye did.
0: Showcase type of a thing. Yeah. Like party assault of the party nerds one and two and then this hot under the collar double feature or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: If this was a double feature with something else, yes.
0: Yeah. That's probably the only way I would too. I, I would give his other movies a shot. I would watch Party Nerds 1 and 2. I would watch Virtual Girl 1 and 2. I'd try those.
1: I'm... I'm- curious I don't know should we watch Popstar I don't know like I'm just really curious Like, what maybe the-
0: it was like a Patreon like, benefit or something like that if, you know, like, like, like what
1: if- what did he do in that movie yeah I'm really curious to know how
0: he incorporated Jerry Kaminsky into that movie now
1: and would anyone and get that reference right unless people are like hardcore fans like it is.
0: but I mean who's watching Popstar like 12-year-old girls who are obsessed with Aaron Carter, right? Yeah. So So they're not going to know about some titty movie from
1: 30, 20-ish years ago?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. If you out there want to watch Virgin High as of this recording in August 2022, it's only available on Tubi or VHS, not digital rental or DVD as of now. As always, check your local listings. As for us, you can listen to us on all of your major podcasting platforms. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. It does help us out a lot. You can email us at 1991 MovieRewind at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and YouTube. Just search 1991 rewind or go to 1991 MovieRewind.com for the full list of movies, along with show notes and more. Next week, we're continuing our USA Up All Night adventure. We'll see you then. Thanks.